This is a Suno India production and you're listening to Science and Us. Hi, I'm Menaka and I'm Padma Priya. So Menaka, what are we going to talk about today? It's about the scalp. Okay. And eventually about how our mothers were always right. Oh no, what do you mean? It's about dandruff. Ah, hey dandruff. Lunch? Then? Those ads were so pathetic. I suffered from dandruff for many years as a teenager and I used to be so conscious of wearing dark colored clothes because you know these ads had someone always looking over a person's shoulders to see if there was dandruff on their clothes. Oh yes, I started having trouble after I started going to college and needless to say I have suffered. So what about dandruff? Much to my annoyance about how coconut oil helps fight dandruff. I have taken this betrayal of science very hard as you can see. (laughs) Yeah, coconut oil really? My mother is going to say how she's right all along. How do we know this? Your mother seems to have been right. It, these are through studies on scalp microbiome. A team of scientists from Indian Institute of Science Education and Research in Bhopal are working on this. I spoke to Professor Vinit Sharma. So I am Vinit Sharma. We started up uh, this lab. Uh, main objectives are to understand the human microbiome. Uh, That includes uh, scalp, skin, gut and any that body site, both healthy and diseased. Wow, I've been hearing a lot about microbiome these days. I'm also currently reading a book by journalist and science writer Ed Yong called I Contain Multitudes, which talks about the vital role microbes play within our body. Yes, they live all over our body, particularly the gut. But also in the scalp, it turns out. Vineet explains to me why they are important for health. So these have become very important players in human health. And uh, in fact, because of this contribution of this microbiome to human, it is called as our second genome. If we have about 25,000 genes, this microbiome has almost 100 times more. And they provide us with a lot of new functions, which we cannot do, but uh, these can do. For example, our scalp, they can produce a lot of uh, important uh, vitamins, which which are uh, good for the scalp health. Similarly, in the gut, uh, not only digestion, but also production of uh, several important uh, metabolites, which are indicators of good health. And earlier, this was limited to just identifying that what is there. But now what we are doing is we are trying to see that, okay, if they are there, then what are they doing? Finding the function as well as also proving that uh, that is the function by animal studies also. And uh, then to strengthen this uh, microbiome metagenome, uh, so microbiome is just identification, metagenome is identifying their function. Metagenomics is a study of microbial colonies. He explained now scientists are trying to understand the role of microbiome in metabolism. So Vinny's team has done some groundbreaking work on human microbiome among Indians. And their studies on scalp is the largest in the world. Really? That's surprising. Yeah, even his team found it surprising. He said there are hundreds of studies on the gut microbiome, but not so much on the scalp. And studying microbes in general is very tricky. 
So any organism that we want studied, the best way to do that is to culture it. Culturing a microorganism is basically growing it in a petri dish. And that is not possible for most bacteria. Only like handful of bacteria we can, uh, uh, you can say, culture. So uh, it is important that we get a bacteria on our petri plate, culture that in the lab. Okay, so that we get a pure, that we know that, okay, this is only a single bacteria that we are culturing. And then we can take it for sequencing, right? But to culture that is a big challenge because uh, almost 95 to 99%, we do not know what are the requirements or they have compromised their like free living. They depend upon other bacteria for their survival. So they can be there in the community, but they can't be cultured on the plate. For example, you take water from any lake or any, you know, ocean, right? You can get like few hundreds of colonies, but there are billions of bacteria there, right? We cannot culture. We, so that is why we do direct. We can culture only a handful of them. So we take whatever is there, like, uh, okay, uh, whatever bacteria are there in an environment, we take all of them, break the, their cells and sequence them. So, for example, there could be several million types of bacteria in the ocean. It is not that only one type, one bacteria. Like they will also be there in their respective numbers. So we sequence everything that is there, right? In okay, so that is meta genome. But the challenge, the problem is that we sequence only in small, small parts. That is, it is only 150 base pair, whereas the genome is uh, millions of base pair. So we have to get back the assembly using computational methods and which is a challenging and uh, time consuming and uh, computationally intensive job wait 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 what does this mean and why only small parts yeah i asked him to explain this it's like you have a book right book has various chapters okay chapters have pages and pages have paragraphs and paragraphs have lines so if i okay if i cut the book such a way that I get one line, okay, line by line if I cut the entire page and mix up the entire book. So can you reassemble the book into the lines, into paragraphs and paragraphs into pages and pages into chapters? So it is uh, like that. It can be done, but, um, uh, and the book is not a, you can say that it is like a encyclopedia or something because we are dealing with millions and billions of um, nucleotides so our machines can read only very very small pieces can give us only small pieces and then we have to use computational approaches to stitch those pieces back into uh, the complete sequence and at that time we are also not dealing with one book but we have mixed millions of books together the entire library yeah so they sequence small samples but that's representative of the microbial colonies in the scalp is it yeah, that's exactly what he said. Even if that is a small sample, but that is uh, a representative of the entire environment. So, right. We are not limited by the sample quantity. We take an appropriate amount, which is good enough to get a good representation of that environment. Partly the reason why these kind of studies can be done is because the technology has become more accessible. Yeah, so technology is uh, very important because uh, earlier the sequencing was very expensive now it has become very cheap and economical and uh, you know convenient 
and also at the same time like if we can produce terabytes of data every day we can also analyze that amount of data using uh, high end uh, computational systems and approaches what are the kind of studies that have been done in other countries yeah there are studies from france brazil and china vinny told me that these mostly explore what kind of microbes reside in the scalp but not so much about what their function is some basic studies were done just to know that what is there but in terms of what function they are doing and how why uh, why they are different and you know how many uh, different types could be possible were missing so we carried out a comprehensive large one uh, like the largest study so far in the world okay still it is the largest okay on the scalp micro some microbes can produce um, some biotin nicotinamide uh, right vitamin b3 all these uh, important uh, b6 uh, okay lysine these kind of uh, uh, important uh, metabolites on the scalp some bacteria and um, uh, some fungi uh, can you know produce a lot of itchy itchiness and you know these things on the scalp microbiome is the result of the conditions that are there on the scalp host produce a lot of sebum sebum is the waxy oily stuff that is generated when your scalp is not washed for a long time and then we also apply several oils and other things like indian context if you take and uh, if you don't wash it's a poor hygiene condition on the scalp even if uh, you wash your scalp every day if you're not washing it properly okay so basically all these factors will contribute to what is there on the scalp every population when we do we can find some surprises because this uh, bacteria this uh, microbiome is typical of that geographical location uh, their living style uh, hygiene uh, you know daily routine uh, temperature climate right everything uh, pollution so all these factors contribute uh, a lot to the you know scalp microbiome so uh, that is why we need actually we need data from each country or at least like i would say that if we have done for india it may be true for like this subcontinent like india pakistan uh, sri lanka bangladesh and like that because of like kind of similar lifestyle and similar like china if they have done so you know it may cover the chinese type of uh, microbiome then france and brazil which did it they have you know findings from their part and that is how the products also those which are made are made for like Uh, European and Western populations, and uh, not particularly for uh, the developing countries. And you know, right, it's a kind of generalized product that we get. They conducted two studies on the scalp. I have to issue a disclaimer here that ISSER has funding from L'Oreal for both these studies. So let's talk about the first one. The first one was to find out what is the scalp microbiome of a healthy scalp and dandruff-ridden scalp. they had a sample size of 140 women half of them had healthy scalps and half had dandruff dandruff is caused by a fungus called melesesia and in this context there are two types of melesesia fungus which are important melesesia globosa and melesesia restricta he talked about their findings so now when the restricta is more okay you have a dandruff state when you have globosa more you have a healthy state and the same observation was also made by the chinese recently so in india particularly like restricta is associated with dandruff and globosa with uh, healthy now the interesting thing about india is that almost 40% of this restricta that we found right 
belong to unknown types of uh, restricta right they were like restricta but okay not sure yet okay so that means that indian scalp microbiome is very different from others right almost 40% of it is yet unknown and that 40% was associated with the um, you know dandruff right so now when we are using something which is targeting the dandruff and we still don't know that you know how this is going to attack that you know 40% of that causative thing or you know those species then i would say that like we are missing a lot of information on the indian scalp yet the study states that we are missing information on both the bacterial microbiome that appear to influence spread of dandruff and those which help provide essential nutrients to maintain a healthy scalp the scientists also found correlation of dandruff and healthy scalp with another set of microbes these were a couple of bacteria so propionobacterium acne or cutibacterium now the name has changed cutibacterium acne versus uh, staphylococcus aureus right so most staphylococcus is associated with dandruff and itching while cutibacterium is associated with a healthier scalp the bacteria propionobacterium acne or cutibacterium acne now the name changed uh was the dominant ones on the healthy scalp and they this bacteria had the pathways to produce um, biotin and other um, uh, vitamins on the scalp and scalp can uh, use this and absorb this uh, you know so which leads to a kind of healthy you know uh, which helps to maintain like it is uh, helping the providing some benefits to the host This study was published in Frontiers in Cellular and Infection Microbiology. I have added a link in the show notes. Priya, can you read a line from the study? For the first time, the present study provides insights into the yet unknown functional potential of the scalp microbiome in healthy and dandruff conditions. It sounds pretty major, na? Yes, Vinny told me that study for the first time understood the microbiome of the healthy scalp as a balance tilting towards good microbes such as melesigia globosa and cutibacterium but that does not mean the healthy scalp does not have other microbes which is found in large numbers in an unhealthy scalp such as melesigia restricta and staphylococcus uh what we understood from our study was that a healthy scalp or dandruff scalp may have like both may have same type of bacteria and fungi fungus and bacteria but their proportion matters so if the healthy is more okay you have a healthy scalp but it doesn't mean that you will not have like uh, uh, like you will have zero amount of dandruff causing or uh, those kind of fungi or bacteria you may have you know that but that will be in very low amount so it is the proportion of the healthy and the uh, dandruff associated bacteria which matters on the scalp hmm i think it's time we get to your favorite subject menaka What a corny ad. Thanks Priya for mocking me. I suppose we have to get to the subject of coconut oil now. Yes, I don't think you can escape it anymore, Menaka. So the second part of the study was on the effect of coconut oil on the scalp, both healthy and dandruff-ridden. And then in the second part, we wanted to see that what is the benefit of coconut oil. Okay, so to begin with whenever we do such a study, uh there are some other factors which can play a role. For example, you might be using a different brand of shampoo before the study and i can be using a different one soap or something 
so we normalize it so for the first uh, the users are given or the volunteers are given uh, like um, uh, some products okay which are neutral in nature and uh, so that they use that for a month so that whatever changes they may be having because of the usage of something else before okay uh, get kind of realized right okay and then after one month uh, you know we took the samples right okay so this uh, and these samples were um, uh, basically it is swabs that are taken from the you know central part of the scalp okay uh, cotton swabs rubbed on the scalp right from which the dna is extracted later so that is called the our washout or the baseline phase then in the treatment phase um, uh, you know we wanted to know that what is the benefit of coconut oil because we india in is like uh, commonly used and other countries also other kinds of oils are also used but coconut oil is i think more prominent we had two groups um, healthy and dandruff so half of the healthy so we divided the healthy into two parts and the dandruff also into two parts so half were using uh, coconut oil and half were uh, not using coconut oil but uh, you know um just washing their heads with shampoo right and the ones that were using coconut oil they were also washing you know after an incubation period they were also washing with the same shampoo and similarly the there was another group uh, that uh, were using um um the dandruff group they were also using half uh, were using coconut oil and half were using shampoo and then this continued for 12 weeks 3 uh, months So, how many times were these people applying coconut oil? Ha ha! Same to same question I asked. He said several times a week, and they were asked to keep it for an hour because keeping it for longer could be unhygienic as oil attracts dust and other pollutants. Right. Continue. What happened after three months? This is Vineet. And after that, we took the samples and we wanted to see that whether the co- what is the like uh, role of coconut oil. So we could see that it was. uh in the healthy uh, ones uh, or basically you can say in the dandruff coconut oil ones right dandruff individuals that were using coconut oil it reduced the dandruff and also increased the amount of uh, the bacteria that were associated with healthy scalp basically the ratio of melesesia globosa which is correlated with healthy scalp increased after the application of coconut oil in the healthy and the dandruff scalp both The application of oil also reduces the abundance of Melesesia restricta, which, if you remember, is associated with the dandruff scalp. Also, the QT bacterium acne is increased in number, and the Staphylococcus decreased after the oil treatment. Coconut oil also was observed to, um, you know, had a uh, beneficial impact on the scalp because uh, it was reducing the uh, water loss, uh, you know, keeping the moisture. So basically, your skin like for example you take your like hand skin or something also when it becomes very cracky or uh, like dry if you put oil or something okay it kind of uh, smoothens the skin and okay helps to you know uh, improves its uh, texture and like that similar for the scalp so those are the obvious benefits of any oil in coconut oil because very thin and very nice okay uh, it has lauric acid also which uh, is um, good against a lot of uh, pathogenic bacteria okay so basically uh, it was improving the skin uh, scalp uh, quality scalp health and 
that is also helping in the uh, you know improving the uh, or enhancing the number of bacteria which are associated the type of bacteria which is associated with the uh, healthy scalp so basically the for example qt bacterium acne that we observed uh, that was producing a lot of uh, you know vitamins and this and other ones also were um, higher uh, and in the dandruff one also they uh, it was uh, moving towards the healthy uh, one after one month of the treatment also we took the sample so in one month they were doing whatever they want and uh, so wanted to see whether the effect is lasting or not and we could see that the effect was lasting you know so it is not that as soon as you stop using or this you know it goes away it was there right what is also significant the study said is to look beyond antifungal agents the shampoos that we use are mostly antifungal and target melasesia and this study says that we need approaches that target both fungal and bacterial microbiome Do we know why coconut oil helps increase the population of good microbes with the scalp? Uh most studies are required for that but we are zeroing in on a conclusion. Mother is always right. Yes, and my mom's going to love this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Science and Us. You can listen to more episodes on our website sunoindia.in or on any other podcast app of your choice. Suno India is an independent media organization which relies on listeners to support our work. So please consider contributing by visiting the support us page on our website sunoindia.in.